Hi there, my name is Alex Faust and you're listening to Conversations at the Edge. Each week we meet with the top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses, positively impact our communities, and scale up. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, depending on what part of the world you're joining us from. My name is Alex Faust, and today I am very excited to be joined by Saskia de Winter, who is the founding partner and general manager of Saskia de Winter Training SC, which is an entrepreneurial training company. And Saskia is an expert in boosting the talent of teams and individuals by scaling up their problem-solving abilities. We're going to discuss her book, Uncertainty Creates Abundance. So, uh, Saskia, welcome. So tell us, uh, what's the book about and what's the general um, idea behind uh, what you're trying to get across? Well, uh, this is a book that it took me about two, between two to three years to write it. And it's all about how uh, CEOs in Latin America and Spain and, and some other parts of the world, uh, especially U.S. and Canada, have been solving the issues particularly in anything related to uh, getting extraordinary results and to achieving results. And my specialty and what I focus on is on human behavior. Uh, Why is it that people, even though they have all the resources, they don't get to the results? means uncertainty creates uh, abundance. And do you really believe that? Uh, Is that not contradictory? Uh, And how, I guess, have you seen that play out over the last 12 months? I, I am a, I'm a passionate, I'm really passionate about this idea. It's a, of course, it's, it's a paradox, right? Like usually people think that uncertainty is a place in which, yeah, obviously, of course, I don't know what the result is going to be and how am I going to solve the issues. But especially that is the place when I am a flexible per- person, where, when I am conscious then what starts to happen is like I start thinking of different possibilities. Uh, I start becoming uh, urgent. I need to talk to more people. I start considering different situations, uh, talking to different experts. Uh, and when we are in our comfort zones, we're basically you know, keeping the same status quo. We don't question things. We don't go in deep into our questioning unless we are most of the times uh, in a crisis. And that's, that, that is what usually happens to humanity, and especially, you know, after uh, COVID-19 and the pandemic and the lockdown. Uh, maybe for the first time in so many years, uh, CEOs and, uh, and general managers are starting to ask different questions on how to solve things, how to improve their processes, how to talk different, uh, differently to their, to their teams. And of course, now they, because of emergency, even they had to deal with home office and a lot of uh, companies didn't know how to deal with that. So that's why I believe that uncertainty creates abundance because it really puts us in a place of urgency, uh, puts us in a place of asking more questions and considering more possibilities. So yeah, I totally believe that. (laughs) So the last year, Saskia, has certainly been, uh, there's been a lot of uncertainty. There's still a lot of uncertainty looking ahead. Can you share with us some examples of clients you've worked with that were able to really leverage this uncertainty, turn it into abundance and opportunity for, for their companies? Well, there are a lot of examples, including worldwide, uh, but even some some of our customers have been doing incredible things. 
like we we all know the story in which you know the some of the restaurants had to close down but some of the restaurants really quickly jumped into uh you know delivery so that's like a classical example but uh one of the things that one of our customers did in in Mexico which has been amazing is that he decided to bring in experts of different types of uh of subjects sales, negotiations, uh, how to deal with uh, digital marketing into his company so that the different uh, experts would uh, deliver specific conferences to their own team on a private basis. So uh, this general manager decided to do this. And basically for the last 12 months, they've had like maybe, I don't know, like 30 or 40 um amazing conferences just dealing with their own issues and because of that they also took advantage of different types of training trainings of course they took trainings with me they understood different ways on how to sell online and the their uh, their improvement is amazing when they started specifically when they started training with me they were they are in re, it's a realty group they were around, uh, you know, selling like 20 condos per month. And last December, they were selling 100 condos per month. That is because they realized uh, how they could uh, uh, talk differently to their customers, how, how, how they could achieve things differently. So uh, stories about this, even applications, apps, there are new apps and people have been focusing more on different ways on how to do things. So examples of this are many, many, you know, Dropbox. We know that the application of Dropbox was delivered in the middle of a, of crisis. So, so it's important to understand that the way how we interpret crisis, it's basically an opportunity. On top of that, how do you actually measure the success of a training initiative? How do we know, especially when it comes to soft skills and training soft skills? Well, uh, for example, say for example, if if I need to understand if people are committed or not, then I can I can measure that through other uh, types of uh, KPIs. For example, if they arrive, if they're if, if they're committed, they will arrive on time to the meetings, or if they're committed, they will turn in on time the proposal, or they will call on time uh, to the customers. So instead of measuring soft skills. Instead of measuring the level of leadership, I measure the consequences of their soft skills. So if, if, if they are leaders, you know, and they are going to have a great conversation with the team, what I measure is the level of sales, how, you know, how much phone calls they're making, how much, uh, you know, deals are, are closing and this and that. It's just you measure the consequences of their behavior. That's what you mentioned. What's the number one thing you want the community to take away from today's conversation or from your book about training, et cetera? Uh, what, would, what would that number one thing be? Wow, uh, so many things to say, but uh, if there's anything that I can tell people to, uh, to, to get into is work on yourself, getting to some sort of, uh, you know, uh, focus on uh, doing ex exercise doing meditation. Meditation is key. Please go back to learn how to meditate or do meditation. Uh, make sure that uh, that you have less sugar in your meals. Uh, please do not consume sugar. Sugar is really bad. We all know that. But uh, I tend to tell uh, general managers about their health. Uh, drink more water. 
the more water you drink, the more hydrated is your brain, the more hydrated is your brain, the better you're going to be able to think. And if there's anything that you want to achieve with your team, uh, you know, in results, in sales results as a, you know, team building, whatever, it's like, first, you have to work on yourself and be the example, be the model yourself. Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates. Or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again and see you next time.